Well, I'm going to propose to you a question tonight. And um, in our study, this will be our third message on um, the missions, the beat of God's heart. It's a quick, quick message. Should be done unless the Lord gets in this thing by twenty by 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 by, by eight o'clock. And so, I just want I just want to give you something the Lord gave me. Okay, and uh, I really do have a burden, and I sat I sat weeping thinking about this today. Um, and I've been. It's just, is supporting missions worth the price? Is supporting missions worth the price? That's what I'm going to title it tonight. Is supporting missions worth the price? I know that's not, in the, it's got a P in it, okay? I know we've, we've talked about the principle and the power of missions, and, of biblical missions, and that's what I was going to stick with, and we'll get back to that. But I do want to propose this question tonight. Is supporting missions worth the price. Or let's even take out the supporting part. Let's not even title it that. Let's say, is missions worth the price? Because we're not only to support missions, but we are to serve in missions. And so, so is missions worth the price? Is missions worth the price? If you got your Bibles tonight, I invite you to turn to Mark in chapter number 8. Mark chapter number 8. And we'll read our scripture. We'll pray. And then ask the Lord, we'll ask the Lord to help us. And then I'm going to give you a few things before we begin. So, the, literally in my notes, the introduction is longer than the message. And so, I don't know if it come out that way. But nonetheless, Mark chapter number 8, verse number 34. Let's go to verse 34. The Bible says, everybody there say amen. The Bible says, And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So that is somebody that is going into serving the Lord, correct? We couldn't call them a missionary, but we know the work of the disciples and a lot of them lived a missionary lifestyle or a preacher lifestyle. So they're going to the work. Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose. Here's one of those paradoxes. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. So, so, so there's something in there. It's not just... Whosoever should lose his life for his work. But no, whoever, whosoever should lose, it's not just losing your life for the Lord, but it's losing your life for the sake of the gospel. The gospel. Jim Elliott says, one of the famous missionaries, and his wife was a missionary. Uh, both of them were missionaries to Ecuador, and that's where they met, even though they knew each other before. But they got married five years in of being missionaries, both surrendering to the call of missions. To Ecuador, and Jim Elliott said, uh, and I'm probably going to butcher this a little bit, but he said, uh, it, it is not, uh, to, it's not worth uh, g- gaining uh, or keeping what you can can lose and gaining what you cannot lose. You will, he lost his life out on the field. He lost his life in the middle of the jungle by spear and, and trying to get the gospel. And then some years later, his wife. 
got the gospel to that same tribe that killed him and spent two years with that tribe and got the gospel to every one of them. It's amazing what God can do. Uh, but, but he gave his life for the sake of the gospel. And, and all of them, Nate Saint, his pilot, gave his life. Five men gave their life by spear. And his wife went over there. And Nate Saint's wife went together to that place in the jungle and, and spent two years witnessing to those folk. It's amazing, it's amazing, but it says, uh, and I wish I could just perfectly quote that, and I don't know why I can't, but it's, it's gaining what you can't lose. You can't lose the reward in heaven, right? But man, you can lose a lot down here. It's working for what you cannot, what you will lose, and, and instead of working for what you can't lose. The Bible says, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What shall man give in exchange for his soul? You'll never take a dime to heaven. Am I right? You'll pass it down to the next generation and they'll waste it. But you'll never take it to heaven with you. Thank you for standing and be seated. Lord, we need your help tonight. I ask you, God, in the name of Jesus, to please help us in every way. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So every week, uh, every time we've gotten to the missionaries... um, I've tried to give you a quote about a missionary, and I already gave you that one slightly about Jim Elliott, but, but, but um, it's very prominent and, uh, to see what Jim Elliott said this. I do have it right here. Jim Elliott said, um, let me find it. Excuse me. Everybody all right? Just hang on one second. I'm going to find this quote if I could. Um, as Jim Elliott did state this, and I want to get it right, so I don't want to lose um, my thought, but I don't want to. I, I do want to give you exactly what I believe. And in that book, in that book also by John Bunyan, that some have talked about, John Bunyan stated this. He said, "A man there was, though some did count him mad. The more he cast away, the more he had." He that bestows his good upon the poor shall have as much again and ten times more. Have we not seen that around this church? We'll just get honest tonight. I mean, have we not seen that around this church? F.B. Meyer said, We are to measure life by its losses rather than its gains. He is the richest man in the view of the world who has gotten most, yet he is the richest man in the view of heaven who has given most. Lord, help us, man. I'm telling you right now. Think about, think about what is it worth Is missions worth the price? Is missions really worth the price that we can think about? Is missions really worth going out and doing as much as we should be doing? Is it really worth that much? Is missions really worth that much to as many people as you were to ask? I guarantee in most realm, most people would say absolutely, but our lives prove otherwise. Our lives prove otherwise. A visitor to a lighthouse said to a keeper, aren't you afraid to live here with the storms and high winds constantly lashing the walls? The man replied, oh, we have to be more concerned about those out on the sea. We think only of having our lamps burning brightly and keeping the reflectors clear so that those in greater danger may be saved. Just think about it. Just think about it. Just think about what this life, he is no fool 
who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. I want the Lord to help us tonight, and I want to give you a thought. I've been trying to give you quotes before every one of the every one of the um, uh, messages as I have been trying to go through this series, and the Lord has helped us thus far. And so I want to give you one quickly as we begin here tonight, but I, I just want to, this week's quote is going to come from the mother, I'm not sure her name, but the mother of Amy Carmichael. Amy Carmichael was a, was a lady who was a missionary in India for 55 years. She served some time in the land of China, about 15 months in the land of China at a young age. She was born in 1857. She lived to 19, 1867 and lived to 1951. And she was an old lady. She was an old lady to say the least. But Amy Carmichael... Her, one of my favorite stories of Amy Carmichael is she always had a sense of all of her sisters that she had. She was a family of seven. She was the oldest. and Her other sisters had blonde hair and blue eyes. It was something that seemed to catch more attention than her brown hair and brown eyes. But said that once she found out that God wanted her in India, that she fit in just fine. God, God, has, a, God has a plan from birth, friend. God has a plan from birth, but Amy Carmichael, she was doing work in Glasgow and Manchester, Scotland, and uh, with girls, and she was an Irish lady, and she was from Ireland. Her mother and her father and her family lived back in Ireland, but at a young age, she moved over there to do some work, and uh, she was doing that work there with some girls, and in 1892, she heard a preacher preach, and that preacher preached on, Go ye. And she heard the words go, the word go, and she heard the word ye, and she said, I will go, I will go. And so she sent a note back to her mother back in Ireland and uh, letting her know her plans to go wherever God had sent her. And she went to China, we know, for 15 months, but from China she went um, over to India. And her mom wrote back these words. She said, He has lent me to you. The Lord has lent me to you all these years, so now that God is calling, I can't say no. Now that God is calling, I can't say no. Amy Carmichael was that missionary for 55 years, and at one point in time, she cared for over a thousand young girls. She cared for over a thousand young girls in an orphanage. She was never married, and every day she would give them the gospel. Over a thousand little girls in the land of India. And I'm telling you, she also wrote 35 books in her years. And for the last 25 years of Amy Carmichael's life, she laid on her bed. And she still ran that many people. She still made sure she gave them the gospel. Today in the world we live, friend, I want to propose this question. Is missions worth the price? Because today in the world we live in, we have a price for everything. We have a price for everything that there is. Everything is worth a certain amount, right? Everything is worth a certain amount. You go to the gas station and you'll find that gas is worth $3.10 and 9.9. .9. It's worth that. You know, it's got a price on it. 
Everything you go buy in a store has a price on it. Our phones have prices on them. Wood has prices on them. Pews have prices on them. But it's a problem when the church has prices on it. People don't like that, right? How come it's okay for everybody else? It's, not, it's never okay for the church to have this or that, right? It's okay for the golf course to have dress codes, but it's not okay for the church to have dress codes. It's okay for the school to have dress codes, but it's not okay for the church. It's okay for the work to have dress codes, but it's not okay for the church to have dress codes. Because so, Jesus said, come as you are. I've never seen that in my Bible, by the way, but that's what Jesus said. And Jesus also said, I understand, but I've never seen that in my Bible either. And so, so, so all I'm saying to you, but what Jesus did say is, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Jesus said those words. Jesus spoke words of love, but Jesus spoke, spoke more words of hell than he did of anything else. And so think about these things. Look at what Jesus said in verse 36. He says, For what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? What shall it profit him? The Bible says, Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Jesus said some people, so there is, there, is the, there is the opposite side of this. So Jesus said, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Jesus said, for what shall it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lose his own soul? So Jesus is talking to these people and there is the other side of it because clearly he wouldn't have had to say it if there wasn't people giving things in exchange for their soul. Jesus would have never had to say that. And so Jesus said some people place more worth on the things of this world than they ever put on their own soul and things which are not of this world. Jesus said that they are more things, uh, there's more earthly gain that people want nowadays than there is heavenly gain. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Lord, help us not to have that mindset. Yes, we need money. Yes, we need vehicles. Yes, we need all those things. But if we go back to the New, Te- New Testament church, the first New Testament church, we'll find very quickly that they didn't have anything and they still gave. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, they didn't have anything and they still gave. And it still says in there, the one that gave sparingly shall reap bountifully. For those that give, those that give, I might have got it backwards, for those that give sparingly, they're not going to, they're going to reap sparingly. Goes to a farmer's field and puts us in a farmer's field and Psalms, uh, the book of Psalms in chapter 126. These are some of my favorite verses in the Bible, even though I can't quote them. But um, Psalms chapter 1, verse 126, the Bible says in verse 5, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. You know what that sheaves is? That's the reaping. That's the picking. That's what's, that's what's there. That's what you get back. The sheaves are going to come with you if you will just sow it. A farmer will never gain anything if they never sow it in the field. Just think on those things. The soul, friend, has a price according to this verse. The soul has a price. The soul is worth so much. 
we think of when we think of the word worth or price, we think of something along the lines of monetary value. You'll never buy your way into heaven by yourself. But it goes and it spends eternity in either one or two places, heaven or hell. There's millions dying going to hell. Millions. Millions dying and going to hell. There's thousands dying and going to hell. Think about that. Think about that thought. I'd like to propose that question. Is missions worth the price? The soul going to hell makes it worth the price. The 13 souls that just got saved in Uganda makes it worth every dime we've given to Uganda. But but we can't just look at the souls being saved. Praise the Lord for souls being saved. But the seeds that are sown is worth the price. It's worth the price. It's so much more. I'm going to give you three thoughts, okay? I'm going to give you three thoughts. I'm going to give you this first thought. You tell me, is missions worth the price from hell's perspective? Is missions worth the price from hell's perspective? Look with me in Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter number 16, verse number 19. We know it. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at the gate full of sores. Then the Bible goes down in verse 23. And in hell he, the rich man, lifted up his eyes and being in torments... Seeing Abraham, I mean, seeing Abraham, Lazarus afar off, the Bible says. Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. That's what the Bible says. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. She sent forth Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water, for I am, in, I am tormented in these flames. And he says, But Abraham said, Son, Remember that thou in thy lifetime, father, father, the father of the Jews, Abraham, looks at the Jew and says, Son, that's why he calls him son. Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime. So just I'm just saying that just so nobody can say, okay, well, he called him son. No, he's saying son because you got the father of the Jews and you got a Jew that he's talking to. So he said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things and likewise Lazarus. Evil things, but now he is comforted and thou art tormented. And the Bible says, and beside all this, between you and I, there's a gulf fixed. So that they which would pass from hence you cannot. Neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou would ascend him to my father's house. There's a man in hell who's wanting to send a missionary. There's a man in the hell who's wanting to send a missionary. Why? Because he has five brethren. And he wants him to testify to him. He wants Lazarus to testify to him. He wants Lazarus to go and testify to them. He wants Lazarus to come up and go.
Why? Who's he wanting them to send him to? He's wanting them to send him to his brethren. If he'd have been saved and won them during his life. But he's wanting to send them to his five brethren. So there's the who. Why? So they don't come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. Here's a dead man in hell believing in repentance. He heard it from someone. He heard it from someone. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. What a sad statement. You got a man in hell. Yes, is missions, is missions worth the price from hell's perspective? You ask this rich man, I guarantee you he'd say yes. I guarantee he'd say send more. I guarantee he'd say please go now. Please go now. How many people in hell today are saying go now? Please go now and witness to my family. How many people from India are saying please go now? How many people from um, Beckway are saying please go now? How many people from Africa are saying please go now and tell my family? How many people from Scotland are saying, please go now and tell my family. Why? 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 Because I don't want them to come into this place of torment. Please go now. Please go now. He pleaded for a missionary from hell. He prayed for a missionary for hell, from hell. Don't you think it's, don't you think, if, 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 I mean, if it's worth it from hell's perspective, don't you think it ought to be worth it from this perspective now? Don't you think it'd be good from the perspective that we have the cross? We've seen the cross. We visualize the cross. We have seen people saved. We've seen people die and go to hell. Isn't it worth it here? It's worth it from hell's perspective. To some, it's not, or they would be doing more. It's not for some, or they'd be doing more. I believe it's worth it from hell's perspective. And secondly, I think you, I think you'd make a make agree that heaven that missions is worth the price from heaven's perspective. John three sixteen, the Bible says, "For God so loved the world that He gave." His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I believe if you were to ask the God the Father, you'd find that it was worth it so much that He sent His only Son so that we could be saved. Missions was worth it to God the Father. I believe if you were to ask Jesus, you'd find that He'd say, But God uh, commendeth His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, uh, Christ died for us. Uh, I believe you'd find if you asked God the Father and God the Son, uh, you'd find Him say, uh, I done told you, go ye into all the world uh, and preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, I believe you'd find Him say something along the lines, uh, I loved you so much um, that I hung on the cross to die um, so that you could be saved uh, and so that all 8 billion people in this world could be saved. Uh, He'd look down and he'd say son, uh, he'd say son uh, um, I I don't wish that any should perish uh, but all should come to repentance. Uh, He said friend I made a way of escape uh, and I made my son uh, who had never done a sin uh, um, to become 
sin so that you uh, might be made the righteousness of God. Uh, Oh, don't worry about the money of the church. Uh, um, God can supply the need. Uh, Why? Because if we'll do what He said we ought to do, uh, then we will realize that the price of missions is worth it all. From heaven's perspective, it's worth it, friend. From heaven's perspective, it's worth it uh, all the way. It was worth it so much uh, that if you ask Jesus, uh, He gave the Great Commission. If you ask Jesus, He said, Why do you think I'm sending you my Holy Spirit? Uh, I'm so that He's not just a comforter, uh, but He's a commissioner and He's telling us to go. Uh, go, go, because from hell's perspective, it's worth it. Uh, it's worth the price. Uh, and from heaven's perspective, it's well worth the price. He sent His only Son. His Son died so that we can make it. He gave us everything we needed. He gave us the blessed Bible that we hold in our hand. He gave us the whole Bible, all 66 books canonized together with a perfect word so that every man in this world who heard this word, whether they understood it or not, there'd be a Holy Spirit tapping on their heart door and draw them to repentance. Because the Bible says, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. They don't have to pray in English. They don't have to pray in African. They don't have to pray in Spanish. No, they just have to pray to the right one. And that is God, the Father, through Christ, the Son. And that's how we get to heaven, through the Holy Spirit leading. It takes the Holy Spirit. The wind's got to blow, friend, before things start changing. It takes the Holy Spirit to draw a man to repentance. But I believe from heaven's perspective... It'd be well, don't you? Last thing. Hell's perspective, missions is worth the price. Heaven's perspective, missions is worth the price. But what about, is it worth it here? From here perspective, is it worth it? Is missions worth it from here? Well, would you pray for missionaries? I believe you do. But would you pray for missionaries? There's so many missionaries that just need one prayer to get them over the next hill. I talk to missionaries a lot and I hear the stories of the things. Uh, and you got, you got Brother Stephen who just died over there in, 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 um, in Afghanistan or Iraq right around that time, Baghdad. Uh, and as he died, uh, he died for the sake of the gospel. Uh, it wasn't because people were praying, weren't praying. It wasn't because of any of those things. But man, if we could just say one more prayer to get them over the next hill. We need them as a church. We need missionaries. We need them. Would you pray for them? Is it worth it? Would you plead to God the Father for them? Would you plead for them? Would you plead to God? I mean sowing and weeping in tears. 
I mean, getting out there and weeping for him one more time just to go on. And I I try to talk to missionaries often and give them a little bit of a bump and just say, go, please keep going. Please keep going from the pastor. Please keep going because we need missionaries. This world needs missionaries right now more than ever. This world is going downhill. This world is going to hell in the handbasket, as some old preachers would say. We can pray and we can plead, but would you participate in missions? Would you participate? I'm not talking about just surrendering the mission saying, Lord, Lord. But what about this? What about just saying, Lord, I will go wherever you want me to go. Lord, I am willing to do what you want to do. If you will find yourself willing, God will do all the rest. That's all we have to do. We're servants to a higher master. We're nothing else but servants uh, to the Savior and friends. Uh, We can participate in giving. Uh, Oh, we can participate in going. Uh, But what this world needs is preachers. Because how can they know without a preacher? How can they hear without a preacher? And how um, can he preach except he be sent by the church? A friend gave my heart tonight. They gave my heart. His mission's really worth it. Is it worth the price that we're giving? Is it worth the price that this church is giving? Is it worth the price that this church is giving financially or physically or spiritually? Is it worth that price? And financially, is it worth in the monetary gain? Is it worth it? Is it worth it, church? Is it worth it? Is it worth it physically? Are you doing enough for missions personally? And then is it worth it enough spiritually? Are you you praying for these missionaries? Are you really? Are you really doing it? Are you really willing to do more for the cause of Christ? We can do more. I can do more. I can do more for the cause of Christ. You can do more for the cause of Christ. Everybody in here can do more for the cause of Christ. You say, preacher, you are looking at my bank account too much. No, I'm not. Just telling you, you can do more. I'm talking about your bank account. If you can't do more bank account wise, do physically. There's so much more that we can do. Don't we agree on that? There's, if you're doing enough, then you're not doing enough at all. If that's the first thought that comes to your mind, you're not doing enough at all. You're not doing near what God wants you to do. Lord, help us. Is missions worth the prize? Because from hell's perspective, we've seen it's worth the price. From heaven's perspective, it's worth the price. But what about from here? Is it worth the price from Mountain Valley Baptist Church? Is missions worth it when your bank account don't look like it's worth it? Is missions worth it when when you have to look and live through a life by faith? Is missions worth it then? I tell you the truth, friend. I tell you the truth. It's all by faith. 
It's all by God's grace that we're even living the way it is. God is the blessing of blesser of everything. God is the one who supplies our needs. God is the one who gives us our work. God is the one who makes our bank accounts. God is the one who does those things. You'll never leave this world with a dime of it. You'll never leave this world with having doing what we should do. But man, what can we do while we're here? What can we do? What can we do more? Don't you think we could go knock on another door more? Don't you think we could, we could do that more? I know it's hard and it's sacrificial to our lives and we're all busy people. But couldn't we do that more? Couldn't we go and tell people about Christ more? Couldn't we hand out just a few more tracts? Couldn't we put a few more tracks and a few more Mountain Valley Baptist cards in gas pumps, credit card sticks? Ladies, couldn't you do more? Men, couldn't you do more? What if that track was the one that would get that person to heaven? Every time I place a track out or hand a track to somebody, I say, Lord... Would you please take this and do with it what you will? Don't matter if I put them in gas pumps or I put them in a person's hand or if I lay them out or wherever it may be, at a table or anything. Lord, please do something with that track. And every day at the end of the day, I say, Lord, the tracks I've given out today, would you please use them for your kingdom work? Lord, please do it. I can't do it. I'm nothing. I'm nothing but a but but a saved a saved man. But man, if I could do more for the cause of Christ, that's all I want to do. Because from hell's perspective, it's worth it. From heaven's perspective, it's worth it. If I had to drop every dime that I made at Mountain Valley Baptist Church, which I'm very thankful for, and put it to missions, I'd do it right now if the Lord said to. I'd do it right now. Does it help my family? Sure. God's provided me a job. God's provided me a promotion. God's provided me all those things. And if God wanted me to do it, I'd do it. My point is, friend, we really need to look at this from heaven's perspective and from hell's perspective. And when you look at hell's perspective and you look at heaven's perspective, you'll get a new perspective on here. You'll get a new perspective on here. Because when you got a man in hell pleading for people on earth, and you got a man in heaven who is pleading so much that he sent his only begotten son to die for us. Lord, help us. Don't you think it's more important than that? I know this church is very emphasis on missions. But can't we do more for the cause of Christ? not talking about you giving more out of your pocket. I'm not talking about you, but what about you? What about you? Couldn't we do more for the cause of Christ? Can we stand to our feet tonight? Lord, if you need to pray, come pray. We need your help tonight. Oh, God.